eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We talk defense. We needed to change it up because I feel like we always start with offense. No offense to them. They did enough work last night to get it done. But the defense is is really showing up in the last four games. Let's talk about number nine, Joe Burrow. Before, when we were previewing the podcast, you know, I'd mentioned, I want to see a little of 2021 Joe Burrow. And, and we saw a little bit of it in the Jets game. Last night? No offense, they got everything done that they needed to get done, but there were times that Joe B would have made those throws, and it just felt like the communication connection's not there yet. Do we still think it's just kind of a little bit of a slow start to the season? Because we did see that to begin the 2021 season, but that was because they were kind of, you know, weaning him back in after the knee injury, and then they kind of let him loose, and they were more aggressive. What's going on with Joe (laughs) It's hard to tell. Um, the only really, really bad miss was Jamar Chase down the right side, and it was really underthrown. That I mean, underthrowing a go ball is uh, well, it could get you a, a DPI sometimes, but also uh, that's where you can get into picks and type type of situation. So, um, I thought Burrow was fine. I, I want to see him just have a great great game i did think he missed live on that slot fade to chris evans and then i went back and watched and i was like did evans misplay this a little bit because it looks like he's over one shoulder over the other and then it just kind of goes through his hands um i don't know i i want to see that one on the all 22 angle just to make sure but overall i thought he was good enough to win um he's not taking sacks that's huge not killing drives not turning the ball over he's doing a great job of uh keeping the offense afloat but I want to see the offense also explode, you know, and uh, that's uh, that's what we're missing right now. Yeah. One of the things from last night w- with Joe Burrow that I think people who don't watch this team on a regular basis 
was like, oh, bad O-line. Joe doesn't look like Joe. And you mentioned it. He did enough to win. I mean, we'll, we'll see better Joe Burrow. Probably wasn't, you know, his best game. Maybe in, in this team really couldn't get the run game going. And, and I want to kind of get to that right now because early on, it looked like, okay, this is going to be a Joe Mixon game. They can do it. They can run the ball. They're throwing to Joe, which I love to see. But they can't get anything going with that. And that terrifies me a little bit because when you're a little one-dimensional, even though you have all these weapons on offense and you can't get it going by a balanced offense, when's that going to start to click? So I don't know. <laughs> I still think that Mixon might be dealing with that ankle because I thought he looked pretty good week one and he hasn't looked as good the past couple of weeks. Great job to drive into the end zone on that third and inches to get in, you know, offensive line. Credit to them too for pushing him, but he has to stay upright. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's It feels like on a lot of plays, there's just like one really bad missed block. And then, but then Mixon's not making these guys miss and making that guy right. You know, that, that's what made him so good before last year even uh, was a guy would miss, but he'd make him miss or he'd uh, just be able to give a stiff arm and keep moving. Right now it's not there. So I feel like it's the chance for this to get better quickly is just his ankle heals up on a long week. So that's the real uh, hope. Maybe that's cope. <laughs> but uh, I think the offensive line is going to eventually gel better. We keep talking about it. It's just it's getting better. It's just still not there and then as players you need them to also step up I, I know on that toss play which how do you the optics of running another fourth and inches toss even if it's not the same play is just I don't know but Collins missed uh missed that block and that made Mixon have to try to make that guy miss and then by the time he's trying to get upfield there's two more guys so I don't know I don't know when the run game gets going I think Mixon's a really good back I still I'm not off of that I just think he might be injured there could be something going on um he's left three games with an ankle injury I'm not trying to just speculate uh he didn't leave last night so that's good but um yeah I the, the Dolphins as well uh they actually played the run I was kind of surprised with their defense in general because it seemed like live they were playing a lot of one high and just really putting that guy over to Jamar Chase. It was kind of the old Belichick thing. Uh, basically two guys on Chase, and then you put your best corner on Higgins. And uh, T feasted. But this is, but in the run game, that matters because there's just safety back. So they brought the other safety down into the box to play the run. And I thought that was interesting for a strategy against the Bengals. I want to stay with the offensive weapons right now in the wide receiver room. One of my favorite things about Jamar Chase is his interviews because he's honest. And sometimes when he says something, he doesn't mean it like in a mean way, but sometimes he does just to get on Joe Burrow. But he was asked about one of the throws. It was a, the late throw. And someone said, oh, were you, would you have been in the end zone for that one? Was that going to be a touchdown? He goes, yeah, Joe underthrew me. Joe underthrew me. He's like, he's going to be mad when he sees this. But he underthrew me, and I just love that because of their relationship. But you think of Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase isn't having a game, that means T. Higgins is going to be open or Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins is a wide receiver number one on a lot of teams, and he looked like it last night. Not that I don't even want to do the Jamar T. comparison. I think it's silly because you have two legit wide receivers, and we are very lucky to have that on this offense. But 
T. Higgins shows up last night, seven receptions, 124 yards, one touchdown. That touchdown did count last night. They weren't going to take that away from him. <laughs> Let's talk about this wide receiver room and just T overall in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, like I talked about, they they left T alone a lot just with Xavier Howard, just a lot of faith in their corner. And T delivered. I mean, he made a miss on that quick throw, made a miss and gained an extra 10 yards. Uh, obviously, the big touchdown where he beats him. Um, it, it was great uh this is don't want to do the the jamar t comparison but i think i've seen online a lot of the waddle t comparison about who's the best wide receiver two in the league uh this battle this one went to t so i he was amazing last night and i guess he was a little bit injured he something about a rolled ankle i saw after the game so i was like he, he blew up on a on a rolled ankle that's awesome so he looked really good against one of the best corners in the league and that's that's why you get two studs is because when they give jamar chase the elite wide receiver treatment that means t doesn't get the elite wide receiver treatment and he can and he can go off like he did yesterday and yeah i phew. What do, you, what do you think about the T Waddle one? Because I, I don't know. I think I might go T best wide receiver two in the league. It might sound Homer on my end, but T Higgins is a legit receiver. I think if you're anybody who drafted in the first round of 2020, not named the Cincinnati Bengals, because obviously they went Joe Burrow with the first pick, you're thinking, how in the world did we miss this guy? And I remember <laughs> draft night. I'm not sure. Obviously, you remember draft night. It was the night they dropped the, the Joe Burrow. The but. But the I mean honestly, if you're the if you're the Green Bay Packers right now, but I think you know I remember so they dropped Joe, and a lot of people are like wide receiver, hmm, they're going wide receiver. I thought they were going. I think everybody everybody wanted uh, that Josh Jones guy, and then he fell like another two rounds. But like you just even credit to the front office on that one because what he's been able to do in year one, if Joe Burrow doesn't get injured, I think we continue to see that chemistry get built because a lot of things that I remember from Joe and T's first year together was the Tennessee Titans game when this the offense really started to get rolling. I want to say late October, early, early November before the injury. And you're like, this guy's going to be a star. Can you imagine if they get Jamar Chase on the other side of him? And we've been able to see that, you know, Jamar Chase doesn't have the numbers right now because. The defenses are focusing on Jamar Chase, and that's fine. Focus on him because you're going to have another weapon in T. Higgins who would be a legit wide receiver number one on a lot of teams. And I don't feel like that's a hot take, but you have to agree with me on this because you see it on social media. People are like, ah, top 20 receiver. I don't know if he's a he's a number one. T. Higgins is a number one wide receiver on another team. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're the Packers and you drafted a quarterback that still hasn't played instead of him, it's like looking back, like they probably win – at least a Super Bowl with him and Adams instead of Jordan Love. I mean, ugh. and then the Chiefs right now would be in such a better place if they drafted him. And who knows? Maybe they win against the Bucks if they had T and Tyreek. I mean, this guy is bona fide wide receiver one. I mean, honestly, you could not, top twenty. I think top fifteen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just going. I'm not listing anybody out, but maybe you could even get him in top twelve. I mean. To me, this guy's really, really good. I think he's better than a lot of wide receiver ones on teams. So uh, it's an awesome problem to have where you're, uh, oh, uh, oh no, they're doubling one guy. So we can just let the other guy go off for 120 yards every game, um, even against the best corner. That's the thing is that the reason the strategy worked for the Patriots is that, you know, that guy can't beat the Stephon Gilmore, the whoever their best corner was at the time. 
the tie laws. So when I mean, you got a guy that can beat that guy, now Xavier Howard is probably not Stephon Gilmore tie law, but still he's a very, very good corner. And uh, you could beat that guy consistently. The strategy's gone because <laughs> now you're like, okay, well, we either got to let them run the ball, which they weren't going to let the Bengals do, especially when I took the lead. Um, or we have to just, I don't know, we, we, we allow that matchup to keep going on and it wasn't going in the Dolphins' favor. And I think if the Ravens try it next week, it's probably not going to go in their favor either. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I mean, there's if you look at the Ravens' defense in the last couple of games, it, it, Joe Burrow could have his way again. I mean, look, it's going to be a tough battle. It's obviously prime time on the road, but I'm, I'm really pumped for that matchup because Cincinnati gets a mini bye week, and, and we talked about Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, um, kind of battling like light injuries and, and hopefully that extra rest will help them. And he went back in the game, so he never, never left the game. But obviously at this point in the season, you know, a lot of NFL players early on in the season battling a, a few injuries here and there. But uh, he's definitely a trooper. I want to go to the tight end room because there were two things that I really liked last night. The Hayden Hurst, the first oh. catch and run, oh. when he just demolished those defenders, that was my favorite Hayden Hurst. And I know we scored later in the game, but that was my favorite Hayden Hurst moment in Cincinnati. Oh, my God. And he kept he was doing it the past three weeks. Like, he would have one play where he just carried guys, like, 10 yards downfield. But this time, <laughs> oh, my goodness, he ran through, like, five guys on that play. It, it was what a start to the game with, like, a, a four-yard little stick route to Hurst and he turns up field and he's just mauling defenders as he makes his way past the first down past another five yards out that play was so cool and uh shout out Mitch Wilcox made a guy miss and drove ran like another 15 yards that was that was one of the biggest moments of the game it was like 84 I thought that <laughs> I was trying to like rack my brain Wait, is that Aussie Aussie is that Wilcox uh yeah Wilcox going uh went crazy on that play and then yeah the the final play more good design to me than it is Hurst doing anything incredible which to say about zach taylor a little bit uh, a little bit uh, hidden this right now i don't think everybody loves his designs but that was a good design to get him sneaking back across the formation underneath just the put away touchdown um tight ends they they were they were really good i know the stat sheet says like three for 27 and one for Hurst, but that first play was what a tone setter of a play just to just a carry and maul through that Dolphins defense. You mentioned Aussie Aussie. The officials picked up that flag. And look, it was probably a little close to call. And, and I kind of get why they picked it up. But I mean, that was going to be a huge play too in the game when they called that. And then with Mitchell Wilcox, I was going to bring him up because my, that was one of my favorite plays. Because when you watch him, when he gets it, he looks around at everyone and is like, I just caught the football. <laughs> and he like looks right, looks left, looks around to see if anybody's coming after him and doesn't like look straight forward. And it was probably one of my favorite Mitchell Wilcox moment because a lot of people, they still want Hayden Hurst to get these reps. And I still believe Hayden is battling that hamstring injury. And again, when you have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, you have uh, Jamar Chase. Hayden will get his too. And Tyler Boyd, what about, what about that throw last night? 
oh my goodness yeah the offense was completely like sputtered out and tyler boyd gets the ball and fires one downfield to jamar chase i mean very cool it, it is a it, tough battle here who is your emergency quarterback tyler boyd or joe mixon well this is hard because tyler boyd is an og and Joe Mixon had the Super Bowl TD. And we would be talking and, about the Super Bowl TD if they won. So Yeah, and that throw last week where he like spun around and had to get back to Burrow. I mean, that was pretty good too. When I saw Joe throw it to Tyler Boyd, I was like, what are you doing? This is a terrible call. Like, I was like, this is not going in. Oh, anytime I see a throw that goes backwards to start, my mind immediately goes trick play. So I was like, all right, what's going on here? Well, with some of the throws last night, because I felt like they weren't aggressive at times. And I was like, oh, man, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. <laughs> and then I was like, I loved it. Great play. And he throws for the first down to Jamar. And I was just like, okay, I love that. And I love when they do that with this offense, because you can have those trick plays with all these playmakers. And being able to see that more, because, again, there were there were times last night where there's glimpses of, hey, look, this is that exciting offense that we've seen before. And, and we're going to see more of that. Um, they scored 27. I know. Isn't that wild that, and, but they left points out there too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it should have been in the thirties for this. I think this, I think this just shows like what we feel this offense should be like, cause they're, they're pretty good right now. They're not terrible. It's just like a misthrow here or there. Like, ah, Joe makes that last year. Joe, you know, it's like, we're scoring 35. Um, and this is a good defense. They just hold the bills to like 17. Like this isn't, this isn't like a, a bad defense that they're scoring 27 on like the jets. So I was, it's hard because I know live I wasn't impressed with the offense, but like looking back, I'm like, I mean, yeah, they were they were pretty good, especially no run game. Passing offense still was able to put up points. Defense obviously gave them good fields and whatnot, but putting up 27 points, putting up 27 points on a good defense. We're spoiled. That's just what it is. We're spoiled. Our expectations are very high right now, and that's fine. They're two and two. They, they. You could make the case they should be three and one. A lot of people four. And uh, one of my favorite parts of the post game. We're going to wrap this segment up before we go to the offensive line. Is Joe Burrow in the post game? And maybe I'm a nerd, or I've never heard him do this publicly. But in the locker room, he he does it with his teammates. He did the Hootay chant. Did you watch that post? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. But Joe, was, Joe so cool. was all in. He was like, all right, hyped. And I think that was one of my favorite things about last night. Towards the end, you could look down at the sideline, the video board. Joe had a huge smile on his face. And he just was like, yes, let's go, let's go. And I think that's something we haven't seen, you know, in the first two weeks of the season. Obviously, not a whole lot to smile <laughs> about the offense. But I think they're finally getting in their groove. And this mini buy couldn't happen at a better time before they take on the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think it helps. He's not getting hit as much. It's, true, it's easier, easier to be happy when you're throwing the ball and staying upright and making touchdowns than it is when you get sacked seven or six times. By the end of that, you're just like, God almighty. Oh. Like, <laughs> when you're not kissing the ground 100%. We're going to get to the <laughs> offensive line and more next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.